Hi and welcome to episode 4 of Raising Vibrations podcast. Today we're going to be sharing a little about human design and what it means for us, um, how we came across it, how we integrate the knowledge and uh, just some basics about what this system has to offer. We have been studying human design for about, is it? Just under, uh, just, uh, just under three years. It was in 2016 in, in August that we came across it, actually. Yeah. So it was this one day where um, two clients asked me if I had heard of human design and, you know, invited me to go and check it out. And they had done so, I think, because they they thought that the way I was communicating was, you know, resonated with that. But anyway, so I went to check it out and I I was instantly, like, I knew that there was something here. Like, when I saw it, I was just, you know, you feel, you can feel it. The second when you, when you meet some kind of actual, like, deep truth, you can feel it in your body. And it's like a mixture of repulsion and attraction and, you know, resonance and nervousness and like oh boy that's how I felt like oh boy here we go because I just got really comfortable with astrology and you know just been felt that I'd kind of gotten to this point where I'd really mastered not mastered the system but I'd gotten I felt very very comfortable with it I understood it deeply and then here came human design and it's this huge system and it's so easy to get overwhelmed just like when you first look at it because there are just so many layers to it and it goes so deep and there's so much information but I knew as soon as I found it that I had to explore this because there was there was truth in it there was something there for me and yeah. it actually like changed our life a lot. Yeah. Almost instantly, didn't it? It was And and that's that's how that's how the, the system works. Um it does. It's I mean I don't think anybody that hasn't come into contact with uh HD uh, human design has in some way li- living the same life that they were before it. No. It does it mutates it quite a lot. Yeah, I mean, we don't do things by halves either, so we're already, like, (laughs) we live astrology. Like, we we live it, we breathe it, we have it for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You know, it's part of our life in our everyday, all the time. It's just with us, like, the lens we see things through. And so when we, like, got into human design, that kind of became a part of, everyday life too so we didn't like we we had to try it out and test it and you know live it completely we weren't gonna like take the knowledge and that's what they say you know that's what Ra recommends with the human design system is you know experiment with it see what it means for you and that's what we've been doing and we're still doing you know to this day and yeah I, I like that I like that piece that piece about um it being uh, experiential and to experiment with it and, and to let human design be what it is for you. Because the, the core of the whole entire knowledge is about um, a process of individuation. It's yeah. th- that's what it's essentially trying to do. And, you know, there are different uh, individuation is, is something that's unique to you, which, you know, when, when you come into contact with uh, this knowledge and it begins to, um, you know, work through your system, <laughs> yeah. as it were. Uh, it does. It does begin to change a lot of things. Actually, um, when I when I generally talk about human design uh, to people that are uh, new to it, um, I talk about this. This or I try to conceptualize <laughs> uh, how you take this antivirus program, which yeah, is called human design, and you <laughs> drop it into the top of your head. 
and it falls from the top of your head all the way down through your body and it just cleans out all of the conditioned ideas about who you think you are subtly and slowly getting rid of all of the 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 um distortions yeah distortions because it that's what it does it it kind of like really really brings you into a state of um recognition about yourself that you would always know but because you can objectify it through the system um it gives this almost like power for you to be able to then really acknowledge what you've known with inside of yourself but now you go like yeah this is for certain you know yeah yeah what i love about it so much is that how um practical it is like how you can apply some really practical understanding about like there's a simplicity to the system and then there's incredible depth and detail and even in its simplest form it's incredibly like profound Mm. absolutely it can just change like just understanding your aura type just the very fundamental basic you know bottom line of the system is just understanding your aura type and and seeing how your aura interacts, like how your energy interacts with the world. And I mean, for me, that was huge because I'm a projector, and and it became so apparent to me. What it was just so deeply validating to understand how my energy works and you know that I don't have the same amount of energy as a generator that I can't keep going in the same way and that's probably the biggest thing for me that it it, like the biggest difference it's it made for me was allowing myself the rest I need to recharge and and not judging myself for not being able to do Well, that's that's an important point that you bring up, because Mm. like, you know, what I was talking about with this virus program that would essentially go through Mm. your body and eliminate conditioning. um, That's what human design will do when you when you begin to um, sort of work with what your aura type represents or the nature of how energy transforms through you. Mm. You know, um, we so in human design you know, pretty much like 70%, 80% of the population are, are uh, generators, which means simply that, you know, we, we have energy flow that is available to us when, um, you know, it's available to us. Whereas like a projector, for instance, which is what Jen was, or Jen is, <laughs> she's still here with us. Um, she, she, she doesn't have uh, consistent access to that. So it's really important for her to um, acknowledge when she's used a lot of energy in a certain point and then to kind of like take a step back and kind of just recharge and in a conditioned world where we don't know about these things and because of the nature of 70 percent of the population being you know generators it's easy for a projector to tell themselves that they're failing that they're not good enough and da 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 they're lazy lazy etc all of these judgments and it breaks it down it like it breaks it shatters that illusion and and you become connected to a sense of self that you've always wanted to give yourself but never fully could do because that illusion would keep you in place and these ideas about who you are and that's magic that's that's the system yeah it's actually really beautiful the way it it just gives you the the language like the words the understanding to be able to validate your own uniqueness as you are differentiated from the rest of the world like what's unique about you what's different about you and then to validate that and it goes so deep in the system that you can differentiate the way you take in um, nutrition like how we, you are we are eat all uniquely designed to eat in different ways to take in our food in different ways and and not it doesn't stop at food but to to just digest anything that takes digestion to digest information and food and you know how we see like our unique perspective how we see things uniquely what we're here to see, 
where we're here to experience, you know, in what area of life we're here to see things. So there's just so much that you can look at. You can go very, very deeply into the details. But yeah. as I said, just the just the very basics are just so profoundly life changing to understand. Yeah, uh, it's it's completely true and um it was it was interesting because I I actually had Jupiter transit my ninth house um when human design came into my life and um I'd I'd said oh I looked at the transit and I was like wow Jupiter transit my ninth house yay there's going to be something sort of like very expansive come into my life and it did HD human design came into my life but it wasn't like oh by the way, he has this expanding thing. It was <laughs> to me, my subjective experience of it was exactly what a Jupiter ninth house transit actually is, which is a complete crisis in faith in which you recognize limitations <laughs> in your view. And through that limitation an expansion occurs by opening up to something new, um, i.e. you learn more than what you know. And so there was a deeper sort of understanding of, of, um, of my own psychology when, when human design came into my world. And it, <laughs> it I, I can definitely say that period of time, especially the first sort of um, rotation of Jupiter, as in um, going up to like, tw I think it was like 19 degrees um, Libra before it retrograded back into, uh, like retrograded back. Anyway, the point here is, is that that first period of time when I first met HD, it was, it was definitely psychologically like, oh, okay, um, what what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> but it's not for it's not everybody's going to experience it. So I I don't want you to feel like I'm sharing this with you now. You've got to run away scared. I mean, my experience of opening up to this was very much because I was so into uh, evolutionary astrology that I want that's I, I wanted to um, sort of like find a symbiotic relationship between the two, <laughs> yeah. and I couldn't. And because of that being the case, my experience of it was very different <laughs> to what you would experience when you go, oh, I'm a, I'm a projector. You mean to tell me I can actually take naps and it's okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, and that's, that's what I was saying about this attraction repulsion experience in the beginning because it's like, oh, this means I have to question everything I already know. Right. And it is that kind of, it, it did have that kind of effect on what well, it does anyway, because as you said, it's an antivirus program. It runs through everything. Mm -hmm. It runs through all your beliefs and all your like, you know, ideas about life and yourself and everything. And just, you can just start to look at things and observe yourself. And it gives you tools to be able to observe yourself in an objective way and it shows you where to look, you know, where to look for potential, you know, um, distractions from yourself, where to look for potential to like conditioning factors and where our weaknesses are and where our strengths are. And it's, it's just the way, you know, it, it runs through everything um, if you allow it to. If you, you know, you don't, a lot of people are very resistant to this knowledge. And I know that a lot of the knowledge is put across in a way that can be very harmful in a way to people's, um, percept like if the mind gets hold of some of the wording, it can be internalized in a way that maybe isn't supportive. Like some of the, the, terms that are used like right. not, not self for example like this is not self behavior that's what they would use for conditioned behavior and I don't really you know we've we've already gone through this and we've kind of integrated human sign in our own way and adapted it to that both the language and the way it's seen to our specific way of seeing it and understanding it and taking in the the language and 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 Ra who like communicated the system from the beginning he he had a different way of communicating it and he was it was more shocking maybe and that was part of who 
he was. And that was his way of expressing things. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's true. And uh, I feel I feel really inspired to, to share uh, our sort of um, our experience of uh, digesting human design, yeah. the way we went about it. Mm-hmm. And then later on to realize that the way that we digested human design right at the beginning was so incredibly in tune with the nature of our designs. Meaning yeah. that... So, so what we discovered was when you, when you first get into human design, or if you are already into it, you'll know that you have such a thing as called a profile, which is, um, a sequence of numbers that will between one and six, um, that essentially just like kind of shares an aspect of how you would perceive reality. And funnily enough, both of myself and Jen are a profile one and three. One threes. Right, so we're one threes, okay, and not to get too deep into it, but the the one three uh, like energy or perception likes to investigate. Okay, it's it's very much about investigation. It likes to to really get to the core of things, mm-hmm. and so naturally, <laughs> when we found human design, two one threes in the same or in the same place. I mean, mm-hmm. you can just imagine, we we literally just dived straight into it. It was like. Well, it was a matter of three weeks and we we're already sort of like exploring the deeper unknowns about it. And we're like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah, we went very deep. And it's the same as we did with astrology yeah. initially. I mean, we just, that's why I said we just live it. We just like go so deeply into it and explore it. And we still are, you know, we're always learning. We're always, but we had to, we were going so deep into human design that we had to put astrology aside for a while because the two systems, like it was too much to hold in our heads and try to integrate. So we actually had to put our whole, and our whole life, you know, our livelihood and our security, our, you know, everything that we have, our whole relationship is based on the, the work we do and everything around astrology. And then suddenly we're going, okay, well, we're actually going to have to put this aside for a while sure. and explore what's here in this in human design. We mm. didn't know that we were we didn't know what was going to come of it. We just knew we had to go deeply into this to mm. understand it in its essence. And we did. We just we went so deeply into that and we spent a lot of time studying different teachings and listening to it and discussing it and trying it out and you know looking at everyone's charts and talking to people and integrating it into the work we're doing and asking other people you know when we're doing when we've been doing readings we've also been studying it and looking at the charts the human sign charts and and just integrating that the whole time and now we can actually draw correlations between the two systems like they work beautifully together absolutely i think i think that's sorry to interrupt yeah no 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 carry on i think that that's one of the things that really really like wakes me up in the morning uh is i like i look at both hands and on one hand there's human design and the other hand there's evolutionary astrology and it's like these two incredibly powerful atomic nuclear energies in two hands and if you combine them together in a very sort of like um uh careful and and constructive and and your intention is pure and and you know authentic they are incredibly potent they are incredibly potent systems that when honored individually and work together the yeah. acceleration of your self understanding is insane yeah it is nuts and sometimes i actually step back and i think to myself that one of the ways and, and i'm you know i'm just sharing my own personal direction of this but I step back and I kind of have to acknowledge sometimes that that acceleration to me seems normal, but to people that like I might interact with or, you know, I'm sharing the knowledge with or not into it in that way, like can be very overwhelmed because it it's, it's incredibly potent when, yeah. when these two systems, it's, yeah, it's actually crazy. You can get crazy. so specific. You can get so deeply specific. It's, and it's crazy. Really, yeah, they are just incredible. And the healing potential is just beyond anything. 
like the meme I posted on uh, the Facebook a while ago where it was like me trying to explain human design and it was this crazy person like with all these uh, mathematical equations on the board and you could see that this person was just, you know, Albert Einstein hairstyle, everything. Lost his mind. Yeah. And so it's like, what do I look like when I'm explaining human design? Like Jesus holding the Ten Commandments. What it looks like to other people. And it's just, you know, this this nutty professor that's obviously <laughs> lost the plot. Because that's how it feels. It actually, to the outside world, it, it's pretty nuts. Because you can, you can get so specific on how your DNA is, is interacting with the fabric of reality. That those concepts in themselves are not day-to-day conversations it's not like oh i'm gonna go to the store and pick up you know some you know milk or something it's like do you realize that you go to the store and you start feeling the pressure of certain awareness states in yourself you're actually potentially picking up the frustration of another person through an open center that you have and you know you think to yourself oh i want this sweet over here and you do it grab it out of quick and you're like what that wasn't really my actions yeah <laughs> the, the basic like the basic setup of human design if you've looked at a human sign um chart is that you have openness and defineness so you have like defi- first of all defined and open senses and your defined senses are where you have consistent energy like a consistent way of being which becomes like the way you are defined to be and your openness is where you are receptive to energy so you that's where you're taking in and learning about life and learning about the different ways of that area of life and you can get really specific by like what gates and what channels and everything are defined and you can go even deeper than that. But just knowing the senses in themselves can be so incredibly like impactful. Like it can really change or it can give you the tools you need to observe yourself and to see where you are like where the mind is most likely to be pressuring you to be a way that you're not. Right, basically. Exactly. So that's what, and that's why it's termed the not self. It's just where your mind will interfere with whatever it is and tell you it's where your shoulds and shouldn'ts right. and the pressures and the, all the, the fears and all of these things come into play is where you're open mostly because that's where there's an inconsistency and the mind doesn't like inconsistency does it you know the mind likes consistency things that are stable the same and you and predictable that's that's how our linear mental process works and so where our openness is is where we're taking in energy and it's there sometimes when there's a transit when there isn't a transit it's not there we're suddenly in someone's aura and we're taking in that energy and it's there and the mind is identifying, oh, it's here and then it's gone. <laughs> it's here, it's gone, yeah. it's here, it's gone. And then it's going, but I need to create a strategy because the mind's strategic, right? It's strategy to, to make that energy more consistent because it doesn't like the inconsistency. So it gets involved in the process of being and instead of watching this energy coming in and out of your life and learning about it and it's like an incredible wisdom potential what we end up doing is telling ourselves that we need to do something about it to fix it so i mean like let's just drop some medicine over here right now for for us that are listening to this um think about think about how well in 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 human design uh there part of its philosophy is understanding that a lot of the ideas about yourself that you think are broken or are wrong in some way are not necessarily the truth yeah so for instance um let's take an example uh, not to get too technical over here but let's take an example with um what is called a hanging gate mm. right in in your in your human design um essentially it's your mind can get involved in this area and convince you that this piece is missing. Okay. And that you need to fix it. You need to, you need to find a way. And a lot of the time, because of that script running in the background of, Oh, I've got to fix this. I've got to fix this. We make choices from that place that leads us to 
trying to fill something that is essentially there to be open for a resource, not to be fixed. And just coming to, ah, okay, so you mean to tell me that it's not something that's broken in me? And And like, for, I think as human beings, it's so incredibly important to heal the ego's perception of its brokenness through collective shaming and blaming and blah, 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 that, that, that keeps us in this perpetual state of low self-worth mm-hmm. to realize that there's a part of your script in yourself. Cause we all have it to a certain degree. We'll go in hanging gates. Um, and some of us will have it to a in more intense degree than others, but there's this part of us that, that we can actually liberate ourselves from that thinking that, that, that loop. And yeah. that in itself changes your life. It's just that simple in that way you know and yeah absolutely yeah it's so so healing it's pure medicine exactly and and that specificness of realizing okay so what what i think about like certain things i think about myself that i need to fix i come into contact with human design i realize these things and i'm like hold on no i have a choice in this matter you know for somebody that has what is uh, you know, coined as an, as an open solar plexus. There's a tendency here, if you have an open solar plexus, to feel um, that you don't want to to um, cause an up, emotional upheaval, you know, yeah. because of your early life conditioning. You didn't know how to process those experiences. Nobody told you it was okay to kind of like leave the room if you felt that the, there was emotional instability or you know, to identify that, uh, that that feeling that you might be riding on might not necessarily be yours entirely and, and to step out of that. To go a little bit into that is to say, like, if someone has an open solar plexus, then they are receptive to the emotional wave. of They're, they're taking in emotions, so they're very receptive to that and very sensitive to the emotions of other people. Right. And... Uh, about half of the population are defined there so they're like emitting emotional waves and half are undefined and they're absorbing it they're taking it in and and learning about it but what happens is a lot of people who are undefined they get like they are they learn to fear emotions, like to want to avoid them or want to try to fix them in other people, fix them in themselves. So like I was saying, the openness is these things that we try to fix. They will, they can, it can be very like easy to fall into this trap of avoiding any emotional situations, try to avoid upsetting people because what happens if you're open to emotions and you say something and that upsets someone then you feel it deeply in yourself. And that feeling, imagine that for a little child, that can be scary. Yeah, exactly. Even for an adult, it's uncomfortable. So that discomfort is something that you learn very early on in life not to do or to avoid. And that can stop you from living your actual potential, like your actual truth. Because what if you're here to, you know, communicate in some way and to share things that may be uncomfortable for some people and you're keeping quiet because you don't want to upset anyone and that's how we can like be distracted from our potential from the beauty of our uniqueness by avoid like by trying to fix the things that we are ultimately here to be learning about and becoming like very wise about mm. through our interactions with life because we're taking in life in that area. That's where we're like just absorbing and taking in life and becoming like getting to see all the different facets of it. So someone with an open emotional sensor can be incredibly understanding of, of the emotional experience. Yep. They can really get to know it. And maybe help other people with theirs in different ways through work or something. Or maybe not. It depends what you're here to be. You know who you're here to be. But the the bottom line is that you don't need to be fixed. There's nothing wrong 
with you because some people can spend their whole lives trying to fix these their own emotional um what do you call it where it's the the, the wave. wave that is just you know inconsistent the inconsistency yeah i mean that's pretty much it it's yeah. like the openness is that there will be un, uh, inconsistent emotional waves and yeah. um for somebody that uh, has the opposite which is a defined solar plexus in other yeah. words something that's you know consistent within them to make it more relatable it's it's essentially uh feeling um an ability where you innately or you know you, you kind of connected to a state of feeling that you've lived with your whole life so you know how you feel during certain stages and it kind of stays the same so you're more connected to your own emotional mm. like um like the process right but it doesn't mean you're not i mean because i'm being i'm a projector so i can like in my well we all have openness even if you're defined emotionally for example you still have open gates and open channels and that right. so you can still be receptive to that but it's it's not as uh impactful or you know it doesn't feel you don't feel it as deeply yeah but um you can definitely absorb things even if you're defined in an area you can still be receptive it's just a lot less yeah exactly i was um i was actually while you were busy talking about that as well i, I remind I, I remember a, a moment where um uh i discovered the, the you know the description of what it means to be uh, somebody that's a one three profile mm -hmm. and um it, it took me back to a moment I think it was like in 2009 where I had an astrology reading with, um, with somebody. And, uh, I, when, when the astrology was talking to me, I was like pointing out to them things that they were trying to tell me. I was like, yeah, no. Okay. So I've got, I see, I've got that moon in Gemini over there. And, um, what, what he's commented to me was, yeah, but, but you, you seem to really know only all these things already, you know, why do you need the reading? And, when I understood what it meant to be a one three, it was like I'd already investigated astrology before I'd had the reading. So I kind of came in there with this sense, you know, this foundation. Exactly. Um, and and that's that's kind of like how how I've experienced human design, you know, in my own personal uh, journey as well. It's like going back to moments in my past and observing behavior patterns, and then s reflecting that to what I know now about my design and say, ah, okay, yeah, I can see how that happened like that. I can see why that was like that. Mm -hmm. you know? I can see why when I was, you know, during um, my sort of like twenties and we would go out to, to parties where I would always be caring for people. Like that was my role, right? I just kind of naturally landed in that thing where I'd make sure that everybody um, wasn't, you know, uh, who was traveling, you know, they drive their car back. Okay, cool. Give me your keys <laughs> type of thing. I always be looking after the people. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, hold on. This is in my design. Yeah. I know we don't get away from who we naturally are, really. It's just, and that's even like when we're um, living in some of our distractions, we're not actually... You know, we can't get far from who we are, but we can create an incredible amount of resistance and stress and, you know, unhappiness and different, you know, we can avoid being our true selves. You know, we can fight ourselves in some way. Right. It's just this resistance to who we naturally are because... That's what we're here to be. So a lot of it's <laughs> about just relaxing into yourself. Yeah. And a lot of it's about learning to love yourself, which is such a beautiful thing. I mean, to actually understand what it is to love yourself. And that means to actually accept all your quirky, you know, unique differences. What makes you uniquely you? Right. There was this one thing that I I had this moment when I was a while back that was where I just had this insight about 
how we are so unique and how we are born into this world, each individual. And we will see the world in a very unique way. And we have a very unique way of expressing what we see. We are taking in things uniquely. We are, you know, emitting an energy that is very unique. Everything is so unique, right? And what I realized was that we will, who you, everyone is, in like who you are, whoever you are listening to this, right? This is the only time ever in the in the history and you know past present and future you know this is the only time now that anyone will ever experience life as you do that's how special each individual person is and the one thing you can bring to this life this world is just to be who you are because that uniqueness that you are that is what brings the diversity that's how we you know the rest of the world gets to experience your uniqueness so we share it with each other so we see things very differently and that's like the beauty of what we are and then we can share that because someone else will come along and they'll they will have experienced like we're sharing here about our experience of coming into contact with human design and how we have digested it and how we've experienced it and what the knowledge means to us. But for someone else, it would be something completely different. Right. And there's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, this is our unique way of taking in the world and taking in life. And this is our unique way of sharing what that, is about like how we experience that and you all have it everyone and it's like so many people go through life trying to avoid everything that is unique about them and we're heading into the Aquarius age like we're in the Aquarius age right so this is about individuation we're all becoming you know these unique beings in the world it's about awareness we're not about we're not here for survival anymore we're here for awareness and our unique perspective and our unique way of taking everything in that is our that's what our awareness is here for and our our unique expression is here to share that i mean how beautiful is that yeah it it is really and i think that um, to even kind of like pause the, the podcast there for a second and kind of really digest what was being said there is, is a really important thing because um, that individuality, that sense of self, that sense of uh, who am I without the ideas of what I think I am, when those get stripped away, mm. we don't generally get to play in that arena. And I feel like this is a... This is a um, a part of our existence that's that needs to be nurtured that needs to be um embraced and and sometimes maybe embraced with uh some enthusiasm around oh that you mean to tell me that there's a part of myself that i know that 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 wants to speak through that i don't generally get to experience because there's a lot of you know sort of patterns of thinking that that uh, prevent us from and it's not a negative preventing. It's not like there's somebody standing there saying you're not allowed. I mean, more along the lines of just in experiencing the richness and the fullness of your sense of self. Yeah. That's, that's so unique. Um, and what it means to live that. Because we're not here yeah. to be struggling. We're not here. Life isn't like where we're heading. It's not here. We're not about survival anymore. We're not. We're moving into a Uranian way of life and that's very different from the Saturnian way of life and I know we keep on mentioning this in our podcasts and we haven't still haven't gotten to the Uranus Saturn <laughs> um, 
one that we we keep promising that we're going to share about and we're so inspired about like maybe we'll just even do a video podcast on that because there's just so much to share maybe there'd be nice to add some pictures as well for those who want to watch but we're just we can actually experience life very differently by just being in our own natural flow mm-hmm and not creating all this turmoil for ourselves by all these like shoulds and musts and the way the mind conditions us and holds us in these loops of living the same thing again and again and again because it needs some sense of consistency and security and doesn't want to you know, differentiate itself. It doesn't like the Iranian kind of way of life because it's too unpredictable yeah it's too unpredictable (laughs) that's right (laughs) but but heading into it if you embrace it if you can just embrace it you're you're so interconnected all the time that you can feel it like you experience it and it doesn't mean living in complete i mean we create certain like structures in our life that create a sense of security still because we need that I mean everyone needs that in some way but we can know where to do it where the mind works for us and where we like so that we're not slaves to it so we can create like these security things that we need we can take things slow when we need to we don't have to rush ourselves and a lot of that is already there it's in your it, it's part of being yourself. Like for us who have defined uh, solar plexus, we we are both defined there, and that is that means that we need to um, take time before we make decisions. Which to <laughs> me was an absolute wonderful relief to to hear that. Oh, I get to like really take my time when I'm going to make a decision. I don't need to like stress and hurry and rush myself into it. Or if you know if someone asks me if I want to do something, I can you know I'm giving myself permission and validating myself in a way where I feel like I can say, um, let me get back to you. Right, exactly. And and that's there, you know, mm. that's something that... But if I was more like a splenic person, like if I was defined in that way, I would probably, you know, if someone was asking me, oh, what do you want to do? Do you want to meet up next week? I'd say maybe come back and ask me then. Yes. And let's see. Let's see how I feel in the moment. (laughs) So, you know, we all get to be our unique selves. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's no judgment, Mm. right? That's the thing. And we give ourselves the ability to say, hey, this is me. I need this for it to work for me. Mm -hmm. And you just just do that. Well, you know, this is something that that I find really fascinating, actually, because um, uh, I've been doing some some one three investigation research into understanding deeper layers of the asteroid Chiron. Okay. And one of the things that I've stumbled across at the moment is uh, what is actually called planetary nodes uh, of, of planets. So for instance, if you, you take like um, Chiron as, as, as a point, there are there's like, there's like a movement, like a direction that it's move that its intention is moving in, and one of the things that this symbolism holds is human beings' relationship to their sense of authority, okay, and how we as human beings are during this phase of Chiron's you know movement through through the zodiac, it's pointing to healing around human interaction and human. Like how we as human beings are growing consciously to interact with each other, where we equally share and understand and respect each other for who we are. And you just have to look at the last 6,000 years in terms of the dominance of sort of like Western cultures and, and stuff like that to see how our sense of identity and our sense of self has really um, had some negative impacts on how we feel uh, that we can be our true authentic selves. And with human design, 
coming into our collective awareness at this point in time and you know individually through people one of its most powerful things the thing that the antivirus does is it brings you back to your own sense of authority and that shift in attention or awareness from outer oh i need to i need to trust something outside of myself or my life is governed by external force i can actually come back to my own center and say oh, I can trust how to make a decision. And you will be surprised, this is why I'm bringing it up, you'll be surprised at how many people I speak to on a daily basis that feel like that sense of how do I make a decision for myself is not even there because we live in a cultural society that very much promotes the idea of of you need somebody else to tell you what to do. And that's, to me, one of the most powerful things that this material can do is bring you back to that center yeah. so that that healing can happen and then the byproduct is how you can do that for other people how you can then go oh i see that you have that defined aspect in your head center as an example i can like recognize that that is an essential part of your individuation process and we can respect each other in our difference yeah. that to me is the most profound thing in this material actually well yeah and even if we don't want to even if we're not sharing the knowledge with other people Mm. just by being ourselves and giving us accepting you know the way we are and giving ourselves room to be ourselves yeah we actually give other people permission to do the same you know it's contagious (laughs) and even if they don't know you know what that is uh, or how that's working it's not like you know we we all have that core available to us it's just that it's been disconnected like we've been disconnected from our bodies and this is what human design ultimately teaches us is that we are a passenger like our consciousness is a passenger in the body it's not it it's not in charge of the body the mind like it comes into the body the consciousness so if you think about it like this when we are born, the body is is created in the womb and the consciousness comes into the form, right? So the soul comes into the body and it has its own imprint in its own memory and everything, this conscious awareness, this awareness of lives prior to this lifetime. It comes in, in with these, this deeper layer of, and this is where EA is, obviously the astrology is what, it gives you a deeper sense of understanding of what this is. So the spirit, the soul, comes into the body, but the body is the vehicle. And the body has the DNA, the imprinting, and the direction, the blueprint for this physical plane, like this physical life. And ultimately, it's the body that is moving through the trajectory of life. Whereas our consciousness is observing and learning and it's a passenger. It's experiencing life from within the body. So the body is moving through life and and it knows. I our body has signals to tell us when when there is danger, when how when we like how to direct ourselves how to make decisions when we're tired how to you know how our body prefers to digest information food you know whatever it is like it's just that we have been so disconnected from it and we've been living a life that where our awareness our mental ability has been overriding our physical knowing in the body and we, we can prove this by just instincts. We've been yeah. overriding our instincts. That's right. We, we, we are reading books on how to raise children. I mean, we've been, we've been human <laughs> beings, you know, and all the mammals and all the animals in the world, we're the only ones that are reading books to understand how to raise our children. And we're so disconnected from our intuitive abilities and this is how we've been disconnected from ourselves that's just one way but there are so many different ways and we are 
in the process of reconnecting to that. But during that process, what we need to do is let go of the mind. Like the mind needs a different role in this whole experience. And what human design does, so we've got astrology there and it can tell you about this soul's trajectory, what you're what you've come in with, what you have, you know, why your life is the way it is and what you're learning and what came before this lifetime and what what you are, what direction you're going in, i.e. the consciousness. But human design can tell you what your body's doing, how it's navigating, why it experiences, like what what you need to, you know, how to make decisions in life one choice at a time how to make choices and it gives you the tools to connect with your all of the innate like abilities that your body has as a vehicle to take you through life yep so that you can just be a passenger like your consciousness you can just be here to do to experience what you're here to do to have this awareness it's it's true and and that's one of the that's one of the things that that I mean when I say putting these two systems um in yeah. in 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 two different hands because one gives you the opportunity to really so so EA as an example can observe um patterns of subconscious soul memory that's coming to the surface that wants to be processed right and so you can track that through cycles right cycles whereas HD you can still do that but HD to me, at least in my experience of it, is that while you're in the thick of it, <laughs> HD can say, okay, here's how you can respond to these experiences based on your design. And in that process, you're actually, you're just... It's like the mind and body connection. Yeah. It just brings you, it brings that connection there so that you can just go, oh, now I see it. Yeah. That's right. Now I know why that happens. Exactly. And now I can, oh, I, you mean I can trust that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it just, it, it brings you home to yourself in a way that, I mean, just the two systems in themselves together, because there are limits to both of them. Yeah. And together they just, there's just the ability to go into so many different areas of life and practical and, you know, it kind of covers so much of yeah. our reality it's just unbelievable well and and you know just to kind of like uh, giggle a little bit over here but the, the the funny thing about it is is that there's so much to it right and yet i mean once once we got into hd and we started you know understanding that deeper like oh what's gene keys i know <laughs> yeah like... so we'll, we'll do one on gene keys too because now we're and the e ching and yeah. we, we don't like we don't stop there you know it's not it's not like we would just because human design is based on um well part of human design and there is the 64 um, gates that they call in human design, but they're based on the 64 hexagrams of the I Ching, which are also used in, in um, Gene Keys, the Gene Keys with, by Richard Rudd. So there are all of these systems, we, we integrate all of them. So when we yeah. want a deeper understanding of a gate, we go to the I Ching and Gene Keys and yeah. integrate all of that and go yeah very nerdy on the, the that's the exactly what it is it's it's a complete nerd out i wanted to add something because i just thought of this one thing that i forgot to say about the when, when the body and the mind you know why the mind is not here to navigate our way it's like the body is physical right you can touch the body and the world is physical that we're in we're in this on this physical plane we're directing ourselves but your mind, your thoughts, your memories, your ideas, you know, all of these things, your concepts, and they're not physical. They're not actually part of the physical world. So they're in it, but they're not of it. So that's just another way to add, to see that we're not, you know, the mind isn't here to be directing us in, in our life. And that's how we just cause ourselves so much suffering. So, so much suffering that is so unnecessary. And all the turmoil and fighting and war and everything in the world that is just 
it comes from these this mental yeah. place of thinking that we need to be something and do something and act ways and own things and I don't know. Well, it, you know, this is a really, really good conversation to have in terms of exploring the, the human experience. And it's about, you know, what what in ourselves did we experience that broke that sense of connection yeah. to our our sense of self that this just this, this, this like disembodied or disjointed aspect that then led us further into exploring this and now it's led us to to where we are now this where reconnection. reconnection and what is it mind and body it's the masculine and the feminine yeah Actually, um, just to kind of like uh, talk about that, um, a fascination that I've, um, I never knew that I actually, well, to put it this way, Mercury in Pisces is, is destroying my ability to communicate effectively. But um, if you look at the Andromeda uh, galaxy, you will notice them, that the Andromeda galaxy has two spiral arms connecting, creating a balance of perfect harmony. And it's akin to, um, and because it's the galaxy that we first discovered, one of the relationships that we, as our galaxy has to the Andromeda galaxy, is the uh, humanity's direction towards the integration of the feminine and masculine as a balanced polarity mm. within our solar system and within our galaxy's um, sort of conscious evolution. I'm going a little bit far out here in a Sagittarius way, but it <laughs> points to this beautiful thing of how at the deepest level of human discovery it, we are seeking to find that that inner balance between masculine and feminine mm. and we are at a time where we've explored the masculine the feminine we've explored the masculine yeah. and now these forms of knowledge that let's let's just just entertain me for a second over here right mercury's in pisces so the the age-old truth that the moment that we try to define something we lose the essence of what it is Okay, so even describing human design in the language that we have loses its 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 actual essence. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to put across with that kind of metaphor is that this es essential kind of awareness that is moving through our consciousness at this stage is awakening our ability to rekindle back that feminine, yes. so that it can be we're awoken back into our collectives, so that yes. we can rebalance it, and that yeah. is just and that's what EA does too. I mean, mm. it does. It right. helps you reconnect with the, your your actual. But think about it. Both people that brought the material through in the, or like channeled it through during this time yeah. were born at the exact same time. So it was like it's fascinating as well because I mean, both Ra and uh, Jeffrey. So Ra, who who channeled the human design system, and um, Jeffrey Wolfgreen, who who brought through the uh, evolutionary astrology, they both received the information from outer worldly yeah like dream states dream state <laughs> experiences so like these systems were given to us for this point in time yeah. to take us forward because what we've had before could only bring us to a certain point but what's coming through now are some incredibly potent systems that are helping us transform they're bringing us into the next step of our evolution. And they only came through like in the 80s. Yeah, that's right. So this is like these, they're brand new systems. They're brand new ways. And I know they're both based on ancient systems, but there's uniqueness to them that makes, that gives them the depth and potency and the what we need for the next. And what the two, both human design and evolutionary astrology give you that, we didn't have with a lot of the other uh, systems prior to this is under an understanding of that we have the unconscious and the conscious self and how to integrate and work yeah. with the unconscious and the conscious. Exactly. So, yeah, I think we'll end it on that note. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I hope you enjoyed hearing our thoughts on on this amazing system and um we will be starting up i know lots of people have been asking us and we are in the process of starting up um courses and 
teachings and we will be sharing a lot more on human design so it's on its way we're exactly. really really excited to be sharing more with you and yeah so and you can already now um book human sign um overview sessions with us mm -hmm. or we I mean, we basically integrate it into all readings anyway so all astrology readings we we put in the human sign chart and have a look at that as well to give more depth and like precision to that's right to the readings that's right so, um it's really really liberating so it's it's true mm -hmm. okay well we will see you again in two weeks for exactly. our next podcast thanks very much everybody take okay. care bye bye